I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreatepodcast.com. See you there. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us today. I'm so excited to be speaking with Liam, who is going to share with us how to become more productive as a remote worker and entrepreneur. Hey, Liam, how are you? Pretty good. Thank you so much for being here. Before we get to your awesome tips and tricks, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. So I work remotely. And I've worked remotely for approximately 15 years almost. We also run two tech companies, which is TimeDoctor and Staff.com, which are tools to be able to enable remote work. We have 100 employees located in 32 countries all over the world. And our mission statement is that we want to empower people to be able to work wherever they want, whenever they want. So we eat our own dog food. We (laughs) basically do exactly that. Well, you have a lot of experience with running a remote company and also being a remote worker. So I'm sure you have a lot of productivity tips for us. When you hire a remote employee and as a remote worker yourself and entrepreneur, how do you become more productive? How do you create routines in place that will allow you to be the best that you can be? So even before we get into that, the thing that's really exciting is just working remotely gives you massive productivity gains. The average remote worker has a 25% higher retention rate than an on-premise worker. They're about 35% faster to hire than on-premise workers. And it's really something that's starting to take root. I mean, even if you just delete the commute in to work and from work every single day, you've earned two to three hours back that you can apply to actually working and being productive. Now, outside of that, um, I'm currently working in my home office. What I've discovered as one of the biggest hacks for overall productivity is creating a sacred space. So somewhere where you only do work. And that is for me in my office. I close the door. When I close my door, Everyone knows that that is me working. And when I open my door, then you can socialize with me. Even in this space, if I were to get like a personal phone call from a friend, I will literally get out of my chair and I will leave this office to be able to take that personal phone call so that I'm dividing my social space from my workspace. Outside of that, I mean, obviously as well, I use our own tool, which is called Time Doctor which measures all of the basically productivity metrics connected to work. So I'm currently measuring this podcast and then I can apply those data points to all the other podcasts that I've done. I think I've done 402 in the last two years, 
Yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm looking at my dashboard right now and I can see all of the metrics connected to that and exactly how many I've done and where I'm putting my time. So the other big factor is where do you put your time? What is productivity for you? For us, we spend about four hours or me personally, I spend about four hours and 16 minutes working per day. And a lot of people would say, oh, well, you're not working, you know, the nine to five or you're not working 10 or 12 hours a day. And I would tell them that actually the average human can probably only focus for about four hours a day. There's this concept called flow state focus, and you can just Google it. It's basically the concept that you have everything available at your discretion to be able to accomplish your task, and you're excited about accomplishing that task. People also call it like when you get into the zone. And that can really be, be only be held for approximately four hours per day before your brain just burns out. And we've realized whether we work four-hour days or whether we work eight-hour days or 12-hour days, we seem to be accomplishing the same amount of work. So we just focus on being that four hours of hyper-productivity and then outside of that kind of do things that connect to work but aren't directly work. Yeah. Well, also when you're working at home, you have a lot less distractions and, you know, coworkers and everything else that's happening in the office could really put a huge damper on your productivity. Yes. So I also have a rule that we have for all of our crash pads. So we have a few offices in the company and mostly they're for people that are traveling around and want to kind of hang out in one particular location. So we have this company policy, which is if your earbuds are in, or if you have headphones on, you're in the zone and you're not allowed to talk to that person. Only when they're off are those people available to be able to chat. If you have, if you're in an office space right now, highly suggest you implement those types of policies because for me, and I've had instances where I've worked in an office it's one of those, hey, do you have five minutes? Hey, do you have five minutes? Those are absolutely <laughs> destructive for your overall productivity. It's not just the five minutes. Uh, the average person takes about 22 minutes to get back into flow state focus. Because let's say that you're working on writing a blog post or you're editing a podcast, as an example. You would get interrupted by that person. You chat with them for two minutes. And then you say, where was I? Okay, I was on minute 22. Maybe I need to go back. 10 minutes to actually see what the heck is going on. And then maybe I'm also looking at my phone now because I have an opportunity to get distracted or maybe I'm hungry or thirsty and I'm going to go and have a drink. There's all of these things that it, it just, your brain has to reset to be able to get inside of that flow state focus. So those interruptions are absolutely horrible for your overall productivity. Uh, it definitely takes a lot of time to get back to that. Do you have any specific routines that you follow in order to keep yourself focused? Yes. So I generally, as I said, create that sacred space. So I'm going to go into an office or even if it just means putting on my earbuds as an example, where I lock myself in psychologically into being productive. I'll turn on Time Doctor, which is another way for me to get psychologically locked into work. So I don't go onto Facebook or to YouTube or to Twitter or any of these types of places. I focus on what I really need to do. I also make sure that I turn my phone to airplane mode if I'm working throughout the workday. Uh, that's fantastic for your overall productivity. 
And then outside of that, just making sure that I'm working in proper blocks. So about 45 minutes is probably the most that you can stay focused on a particular task before you really need to take a little bit of a break. So I can knock out like four to five of those throughout the day. And um, that usually is a, is a well-worked day. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because as a remote worker, you don't have coworkers, but all the notifications, the social media, things on YouTube can definitely be distractors if you let it. <laughs> Absolutely. I do not answer emails before noon as well. And I do not have Slack or Skype on before noon. So that allows me to really stay focused. I usually try to say to myself, am I going to accomplish one big thing before noon? And if you can get that thing out the door, everything else is kind of gravy. <laughs> well, it's good when you are able to be disciplined like that. Because for me, especially in the beginning, it was really hard to do it because it was something new. And I really had to train myself to do it. Yes, it is something that's hard, but you know, I, so there's a lot of psychological triggers that are connected to any kind of new habit. Most people, when they wake up in the morning, they brush their teeth as an example, or they take a shower. And a lot of people say, well, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym or I don't, or, or I can't stay focused in this way. But in reality, actually, when you break it down, it's just a, another version of brushing your teeth or taking a shower or making your bed or doing these, any of these other types of things in your life. It just requires the wherewithal and the discipline to be able to turn it into a routine. Usually routines take about 90 days to be able to really set in. So if you can focus yourself on saying, I'm going to do one little thing for uh, 90 days connected to remote work. So as an example, I have a philosophy which I've been sticking to for approximately, man, about four or five years, which is if I am in Canada, if I'm in my home, I must walk into the gym every day. So I can walk right in and walk right out. And I've done that every day that I'm here. And so that's a very small ask, right? I don't have to work out. I just have to walk in. And then walk back out. I've maybe done that a dozen times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's such a great way to be able to say to yourself, okay, like as an example, let's say that you're sitting and you're listening to this podcast right now instead of actually working. You should say to yourself after this podcast is over, obviously, um, I'm going to sit down and type something out for five minutes and set a timer. Set a timer for five minutes. It's a very small ask. And I could guarantee you that once that alarm goes off, you're going to be in flow state focus and you're going to be just fine. So just make yourself small asks. And that's how you really turn, turn these things into routines that just seem like they've always happened and you'll just automatically be doing them. Yeah. I think for the most part, we make it bigger than it actually is. And just doing those small things will definitely help us get started at least. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all about getting started. Well, thank you so much, Liam, for giving us all of these productivity tips. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Timeroad.com for the conference, timedoctor.com for the uh, software that we sell. And then also, if you want to chat with me in person, go to youtube.com slash running remote. I'm always there. There's a whole bunch of free content connected to 
building and scaling remote teams. I think there's even a couple there about being productive as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, Liam. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Liam. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where he shares how he was able to build a successful remote team and help others track their time more efficiently. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.